1: and I hope they'll be useful for you. everybody, I'm Professor Michael Chapman, and I'm really pleased that you've joined us for a live Facebook event. The goal of this is to try and answer your questions directly. A number of you have asked me questions in the past, indirectly through the emails and and on Facebook, and I, I just think this is a better way of you hearing from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So who am I and why can I sit here and sound like an expert? Well, it's 35 years of treating patients with infertility. So I was around in the early days of IVF in the United Kingdom where I learned about IVF and I brought those skills back to Australia. On the way through, I also set up clinics in Saudi Arabia, Italy and in Greece. had some degree of international experience as well as setting up clinic in London, which I worked in in for about eight years. So I've been working here in Cogra, which is in the southern part of Sydney, for those that don't know, about 10 minutes from the airport. And the clinic that I've set up was now 22 years ago. In fact, I, today, was introduced to a young lady who I delivered 21 years ago after a successful IVF. And since then, I have delivered and, well, produced, (laughs) created, in excess of uh, 3,000 babies through IVF. So I've done lots of IVF egg collections, thousands of embryo transfers, and so I have a reasonable depth of experience. I have also kept up to date with the latest technologies in IVF because one has to, because it changes all the time. The latest technologies, things like genetic testing and artificial intelligence, go to things at the moment, which are helping to improve pregnancy rates. So when I started doing IVF and I had a 30 year old woman sitting across the table from me in my consulting rooms back in 1986, I was saying to her that optimistically we'd be talking about a 10 to 15% chance of success. Today, in the same situation, I would be saying 40 to 45% chance of success in the first embryo transfer. So we have got better and for those of you who, and a number of you have, indicated that you've been having trouble despite having IVF, I wouldn't give up hope. It is a numbers game. The more times you try and pre- when you produce good embryos, eventually one will stick. One of my colleagues even used the analogy that's a bit like throwing mud at a wall. You keep throwing the mud and some of it will stick and sadly that's the way it is uh, because there many things we can't predict. But what we can say is that the embryos that we put back today are much more likely to produce a result than they did 30 years ago. So in terms of questions, so the idea of this is that if you wish to ask me a question, if you go to your Facebook page and uh, log the question, it comes through to me and I'll do my best to answer it. To arrange this in a way that is technologically possible I have an assistant Ash who is going to be reading the questions off the computer for me and then I'll be answering them.
2: Hello everyone we just have a question just come in Prof and it's from Christine she says I'm a returning patient to IVF but I was going to York Street and have an appointment booked but can I do my treatment at Cogra?"
1: If you live down this way yes that's absolutely true through IVF Australia we we are able to do the monitoring of ultrasound and the bloods local to you. So we've got clinics all across Sydney, in the Hunter Valley and in Wollongong. So what we can do is, although I would be managing your cycle, for instance, from Cobra, you could actually be having all your egg monitoring done in the city or anywhere else in our, in our network and the results come back to me. So whoever's looking after you in York Street will get the results even though you're having the blood tests done down here at Cobra.
2: Thanks for your question, Christine. Probably you may want to
1: continue. Yeah, well, we've had other questions that came in before tonight. Somebody's asked, how much does IVF cost? Now, in my clinic, and that's IVF Australia, the out-of-pocket cost for patients per cycle is in the order of $5,000 per cycle. That's the fresh cycle where we stimulate the ovaries, monitor the cycle, and then eventually collect the eggs, fertilise the eggs, and put an embryo back in five days later. That's the, the service we provide for the $5,000. There are cheaper clinics around Sydney, but they cut corners in various ways to keep the costs down. They don't do the high-tech treatments that we have available to us in IVF Australia, but you can you go on a waiting list in the public hospitals of three to six months, get treatment cycles for around 1600 to $2,000. Our particular group has one of those cheaper clinics called the the Fertility Centre at Liverpool. And there's also one down at Wollongong and up in the Hunter Valley. And they're about $1,800 to $2,000 a cycle out of pocket. The success rates in the cheaper units are probably similar, but if you need high tech and you need an individual doctor looking after you, then you come to clinics like the one I run. In those other clinics, you will be seeing multiple different doctors and some, and the nurses run a lot of the cycles for the doctors. So there is a difference. Seeing me, for instance, I would be doing your results every time you have them, checking them through, doing the egg collection and doing the embryo transfer. You know who you're getting.
2: Prof, we've just had two more questions come through from Christine. She says, I'm 44, I've had two miscarriages naturally (coughs) within the year. This will be my (coughs) first cycle and she's mentioned Dr. Louise Fay. Yeah. And then she said, is it true that I only have a 3% success rate due to my age?
1: I think Louise has been unfortunately correct. <laughs> I'd love to be saying that, that 3% is too low, but we know that in 44 year old women, when we produce embryos and if we produce embryos, the number of those embryos, which will be genetically normal is very small. So for every hundred good embryos, that's after you've had your egg collection, after you've had fertilization, and after you've got to the point of transfer an embryo, at that point, when we genetically test the embryos, 98% of them will be genetically abnormal. And that's the main reason that women in older age groups have difficulty getting pregnant. Not that they don't have eggs, it's that the eggs that they have are genetically poor because of aging. So three percent is realistic.
2: So Prof Christine says, due to quality, is there anything else I can take? She has put me on CoQ10.
1: Yeah, okay. If we knew what would improve egg quality, we would be giving it to everybody. There are lots of old wives tales, lots of snake oil medicines that people are saying make a difference. Randomized controlled trials have shown none of these to be true or more importantly and more commonly the claims that are made have never been tested scientifically so or the naturopaths nutrients there's no randomised controlled data to indicate that they make a jot of difference there will be pregnancies and so they claimed to be the successes, but there'll be many that won't so i don't know of any particular treatment that will make any difference I do use CoQ10, and I agree with uh, Dr. Fay in that regard. Some doctors use androgens, so male hormones in low doses, the HEA, and occasionally I do that. But any other medications really have not been shown to improve egg quality. The problem with the eggs is that internally the energy sources, like the batteries inside your phone, die over time. They become less efficient, and therefore the egg becomes less efficient, the chromosomal makeup of that egg therefore deteriorates because the energy isn't there to line up the chromosomes in the right way.
2: Christine says that makes sense as I lost my pregnancy at seven weeks. Very sorry to hear that, Christine. Prof, do you have any comments?
1: Yes, certainly in older women, miscarriage is more common and that's all about what I've just talked about. The age of the eggs and that transmits into genetic abnormalities so that pregnancy in a let's say a 44 year old once they get pregnant the odds of miscarriage now are about one in three when you were 30 it was one in six so it still happened at the age of 30 but less frequently and don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu